Hey y'all, this week's blog post is called Black Hair and Mental Health, A Tale of Texturism, written by yours truly, Dr. Donna Oriowo, for the last day of Minority Mental Health Month. Yeah, I had to sneak one in, July 31st, 2019. So y'all, I'm so excited because there are so many amazing things that have been happening. Number one, Ariel is going to be played by a black woman with locks, boo-boo. Natural hair journey has become a hashtag my melanin sisters are proud to use. And you got California and New York getting all the act right in the world, embracing the idea that black folk hair is not unprofessional. Well, as far as the crown act is concerned anyway. As small as some of these milestones may seem, and as far as we still have to go, they mean a lot because just a few years ago, we were all getting our perms every eight weeks like clockwork because our natural kinky hair was not considered cute. Having 4C hair wasn't something we were told or shown that we should be proud of. We were all striving to have that quote-unquote good hair. You know, that long straight hair that the light-skinned girls had. Whether that was through perming, use of hot combs, or getting a weave, we were determined to have good hair and or to get as close as we could possibly get. So I am proud that we have begun to embrace our natural hair and society is beginning to respond positively. But we as Black women still have work to do because texturism is still a problem. There are still some things that we need to work on within our own communities before we are able to truly combat texturism in society today. What is texturism? I'm sure we're all familiar with, with colorism, which is a system of evaluation based on how light or dark your skin is. And the lighter you are, or the whiter, you are considered to be more acceptable by society. Well, meet it, sister, texturism. Texturism works in much of the same way. You have to have the right hair texture, closer to Eurocentric standards of beauty, to be considered acceptable. So the longer, the wavier, the curlier, the more beautiful it is considered to be. And any hair that can't be described this way is often looked at as nappy, unkempt, and unacceptable, whether aggressively or subtly. I'm sure we've all experienced texturism in one way or another, whether it was your mom constantly telling you how bad you needed to get a perm because your hair was nappy, or seeing all the black women in the media having these perfect beach waves going down their back, even though it didn't grow like that. Like many other things in this country, texturism stems from racism. Black people were not and still aren't liked and anything that is exclusive to us, like skin tones and hair textures, are still frowned upon. From the beginning, we have been told that what makes us unique and what we should be proud of, what we should try to hide or try to change in order to meet white folks' standards of beauty. Hence, the popularity of perms, wigs, and weaves. Now, I'm sure somebody right now just was like, hold up, hold up, sis, hold up. I wear wigs and weaves and I perm my hair and I love my hair exactly as it is. But I challenge you to reflect on why you do all that to you. I challenge you to reflect on why you put that on. I, other than liking to change up your style, is there not a small part of you that feels sexier and more confident when you have long hair or have perfect curls? Do you not feel as though when people see you, they will be more accepting of you? It's not child kudos to you, but for many folk out there, we front like it's a preference when in reality, there's something else a little more insidious living beneath the surface. 
on the other end, there are lots of folks who are natural out here in these streets wondering if women only wear their hair straight love themselves. That, oh, you only wear it straight, you can't love yourself. And I guess you feel full of self-love because you decided to be natural. However, just because you're natural doesn't mean you are off the hook. The natural hair movement is still subscribing to Eurocentric standards of beauty, which is why kinky hair is praised only when it's long, and why laying edges seems to be a must. We will see ambiguous blacks as the focus because kinky hair on light skin works better for people. Doesn't feel so threatening. While dark skin and super kinky hair isn't seen as beautiful unless that hair is super long. I mean, think about it. When you see everyone on Instagram talking about hashtag hair goals, they're not looking at women whose hair is shoulder length and super kinky or only to their ears. They're looking at women whose fro is so big it takes up the entire picture. or they're looking at women who is four years into their hair journey and how they have these perfect coils and curls. Folks are still using texturizers out here or even using twist outs and stretching methods and calling it a way to make their hair more manageable when in reality, they're still trying to manipulate their hair texture so that they can feel more cute because the original does it. The natural hair movement should be about black women being proud of their hair without any manipulation. Your hair should be seen as beautiful without laying your edges, spending three hours on that twist out, or having to be down, down your back, and right now it's not. While white folks think we're saying that we give zero fucks about what they think about our hair, clearly we still do. We are still trying to make sure that we are seen at the very least as acceptable by both black and white standards. The natural hair community is supposed to be a space where we embrace and support our natural hair textures. And yet we find ourselves still striving to meet specific standards for our own sisters to celebrate our hair. Point being, this needs to change because it's impacting our mental health. How texturism impacts mental health. When we talk about texturism, we are ultimately talking about self-worth and value. As I've said before, this country's evaluation system is founded on one's proximity to whiteness. Even with regards to hair texture, the closer you are to Eurocentric standards of beauty, the better off you are. Those who do not meet and or cannot conform to this are left at the bottom of society's totem pole. They're the ones who are left to constantly consider how they are being perceived by others and in ways and wondering whether our brothers and sisters don't have, whether or not they don't have to because their hair texture is working in their favor. And this constant worry of perception can breed anxiety, self-doubt, and low self-esteem. For those of you who have hair down their back or those quote unquote pretty curls, I'm sure you walk out of your house feeling just a little bit different than everybody else because this is not your struggle. This is not your concern. Not in the same way as someone who, is, who has been considered nappy their entire life. And while kinky hair may be considered something worth bragging about today, it wasn't always. So these negative thoughts and feelings you've experienced growing up can very much still have an impact on you today. It may be the reason why you're worried about your hair when you're having sex or while you, why you feel you need to check the mirror every time you pass one. Because deep down, you're trying to make sure that you're still presentable so that you can be considered worthy. 
as a grown woman dealing with texturism, this can be overwhelming. So can you imagine what it is like for young girls who are going through it? Black girls as young as age six understand the social capital of good hair and the right skin tone. Regardless of how many times mommy and daddy tell them that their kinky, beautiful hair is perfect as is, they still feel as though they have less value than other girls. These negative perceptions can lead to them feeling as if they must be willing to do more things for people to or overcompensate in other areas of their life so they can be seen as worthwhile. This can look like having fewer boundaries, like some of y'all do today, or doing things that make you feel uncomfortable just so that you can fit in, like some of y'all do today. So what do we do? Well, like racism, colorism, this isn't something that can be solved overnight and it's going to continue to take a lot of effort. We need to talk about it. And I know that some folk out there think that if we talk about it, that we're being divisive, we're not be quiet. As we celebrate our natural sisters, Let's make sure that we're actually celebrating everyone. Continue to show your love to those with the huge afros and the locks down their back, but also include our sisters with the extra kinky 4C hair. Just because she may not be your hashtag hair goal doesn't mean she shouldn't be praised for embracing her natural hair and seen as a norm. Supporting those who don't want to lay their edges and don't walk around looking, don't walk around looking down on them because they don't. By not celebrating these women, we only do ourselves and our community a disservice and harm. As we continue to cause those who don't meet society's standards to feel as if they must try harder or do more, rather than just be proud of who they are and what they've got. We also must learn to love ourselves and everything about us so we don't have to feel the need to gain validation from anyone about how beautiful we are. This is one of the reasons I wrote Cocoa Butter and Hair Grease. So women had a tool to help them navigate their feelings about their hair and skin tone, to learn how it impacts them mentally and learn more to how to love themselves completely. Because at the end of the day, we are all beautiful and we shouldn't have to change a damn thing to be considered as such or to be treated with respect. All right, y'all, I'm out. Please do comment share. Let's have a conversation about this because a conversation is definitely needed. All right, y'all. I'm out.